listening to Cinephile Digest. This is episode 34. My name is Matt, and I'm joined today, as always, or I should say as usual, mm. by Tom. Hey. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. Good to be back. And Travis is also here today as well. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going, man? Pretty good. So on the show this week, we are going to be reviewing A Quiet Place, the quiet horror film that is sweeping the nation everyone's talking about it uh we'll get into a review of that as well as what else we've been watching uh return of the rotten tomatoes game at the end so that'll be fun but before we dive into that stuff how's it going you guys what's uh what's new who wants to go first tom it's been a while it's been a month since uh we talked to you what's, yeah what's, what's new it's been a been a pretty rough time for me guys what with the blazers <laughs> getting getting beat up pretty bad. I went down to Portland to watch their first game. Did you? Yeah, it was kind of spur of the moment. Me and the boys checked out some ticket prices. Yeah. Got some uh, standing room only tickets. Not as bad as you would think. Wait, like at the game or? Yeah. So there's on the back of the top deck, you, there's just like this path that goes all the way around. So they let people stand, but they actually have numbers, so you don't have to like get there early and like crowd for your space. Oh, okay. So there's just a ring of people standing around the whole top of the arena. Huh. Interesting. I mean, there's not really a terrible view anywhere in there. So yeah. Was, and I'm used to sitting in the 300 level anyway because I can't afford any of the other tickets. Was this on a weekend or did you just like after work just like it was, rally um, the troops? And... It was last Saturday. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we drove down that morning, and they just got their asses handed to them <laughs> um, it was close at the end but just really sucked you know because playoff game is a ton of fun to go to and that crowd was like ready to go there were a couple moments when we almost had our comeback and just didn't so happen. what's going on with the blazers injuries just not as good as the other teams Dude, they are just sucking okay they just can't they can't get their offense going it's it's bad it's like so bad that I could see the team getting completely blown up after this. Even though they had a good year, third seed, like, blow it up. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so they, they play at two today, and that's possibly their last game of the year. We'll see. I don't even know who... Uh, they're playing the Pelicans, you said, right? Yeah. Who's their, like, their star? I can't name a single player on the Pelicans. Anthony Davis, the brow. I don't know who that is. He's got a unibrow. Maybe if I saw a picture, I might recognize he's him. He's a monster. Is yeah, he? he's like top five easily best oh, players shit. in the world. When does he play? Power forward. Okay. Yeah, he's a big, tall, you know, shot swatting, dunking, jump <laughs> shooting maniac. Grabbing. Tour de force. <laughs> he really is. He, he's a freak of nature. Um, Rajon Rondo, you'd know him from yeah, the Boston he's, he's days. he's been around a long time. He's on the Pelicans now? Yeah. Is he actually doing something, staying out of trouble? Yeah, okay, yeah, good. he is. He's, uh, he's he's tearing us up. Yeah, he's doing that. Um, and then Drew Holiday is their other best player. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. So Blazers, R.I.P. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I just don't really have much room in my life for anything else except the- for this <laughs> this train wreck. <laughs> Uh, well, Travis and I went to a show. Coachella. Uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah Coachella, Brochella. No. <laughs> um, did you guys watch that Beyonce set, though? No. I haven't watched it yet, either. People are losing their minds over that thing, though. Yeah. I did see a video of Cardi B twerking, though. That was cool. <laughs> Listen to her new album? I have, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. 
Good shit. Uh, Travis and I went to a hardcore show with Paris, friend of the show, the other night. It was fucking nuts. Pretty crazy. I haven't uh, been to a show that was that crazy in a really long time. There was some bumping and grinding up front. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Like, we were the very back, and even we were like, Jesus. Like, well, it people was like... were jumping off the back, like, yeah. railing onto the crowd down below, and like, what? Stage diving and what? mic grabbing were highly encouraged. Someone like, landed directly on my head. I so would have like, gotten the fuck out of The there. way the venue is set up, so this is El Corazon in Seattle, so you have like the floor area, and then there's like uh, the back, it's like raised up, so they'll put like the merch tables and stuff back there, but you can stand back there, and on two separate occasions someone just like ran and somersaulted into the crowd from the back, so you, the people had no idea they were coming. So it's like super shitty and like unsafe. But yeah, someone just landed directly on my head head i saw stars like oh man it was crazy these two dudes started fighting right in front of us but their people were just stage diving and flipping Dude, and even moshing. the security was guard was hardcore dancing. yeah the security <laughs> guard was like going at it in the pit it was too. awesome oh my gosh is, is el corazon the place that's like down by the freeway yeah yes. near rei yes yep yes yeah, I There's used to some, go there all the time in some high school. Interesting characters that hang out around the front of that. That's place. pretty close to where oh, you yeah. work, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty fun. Yes, it was. That was a good time. Uh, what else? What else? Game us. I think uh, that's mostly it. I mean, you got any other stories to tell, oh, Travis? Well, I did text you guys saying that I realized that yeah. Rolling Rock is a terrible beer. I wanted to ask you. Be about careful; that. they're oh. our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm really curious so, to know what, what uh, brought this about. Every time I drink Rolling Rock, it's on the podcast, and I realized that it's a perfect beer for podcasting because you need something to drink to, you know, wet the palate so you don't really notice it. Because right now, Rolling Rock tastes perfectly fine, but if you're drinking it when you're not doing a podcast, it just tastes like garbage. <laughs> Yeah, it just Does that make like sense? shitty beer. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it's a perfect podcast beer. <laughs> Okay, so you don't really have a great answer. <laughs> that is my answer. You just don't pay attention to the way it tastes when yeah. you're podcasting. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I guess I just don't notice it as much. Just carbonated, might as well be carbonated water. Yeah. Lacroix. Yep. Mm. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I had to bypass the Rolling Rock today because I'm drinking this delicious blended iced coffee. Didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. From uh, Did you too much it? froth at the top. Shea yeah. Travis. Shay Travis. There's too much froth at the top. I like the froth. All right. Well, if you let it sit a minute, it might... Might get better? Yeah. It's not really settling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mine was perfect. <laughs> Anything else before we get into our, uh, our review here? Mm. Let's do it. Let's All talk right. movies. All right. We got a clip to play. Let's listen in. We'll be right back.
right. A Quiet Place is directed and stars John Krasinski. Movie also stars Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, who was also in um, Wonderstruck from last year, a movie that Travis and I saw and both quite enjoyed. Plot synopsis reads, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. How did you guys like A Quiet Place? Uh, I'll kick it off. So I saw this opening night, so it's been a while. It's been what? That was about two weeks ago? Because that yeah. was the weekend we recorded last, yeah. right? Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. I already, I guess I talked about it a little bit. You on pretty last brief episode. impressions on the last episode, but we know you liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. Mm. Loved it. Yeah, there we Shit. go. Yeah, That's the word it. I was yeah. looking for. <laughs> um, I love this type of genre, like the post apocalyptic genre. Um, I love the look of the monsters. I love that they didn't shy away from like using the monsters like it was like we got it pretty much in the opening sequence um i thought it was very suspenseful um there's a really good emotional moment towards the end um Mm. different strokes for different folks matt (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah we can get into it um but I i loved it there's a couple minor nitpicks with um some of the I guess rules or you know of sound, but besides that, mm-hmm. very effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a couple nitpicks as well, but I think they're impossible to avoid with this kind of movie. Yeah. Um, I had a you know I'm really glad that they show the monster early because Sarah and I looked up movie times. We go to Sundance to see this mm-hmm. and buy our tickets get our food, go through, sit down. Someone's in our seats. Okay, that's a little weird. That's always Whatever. the worst. I hate also, that. we're about eight minutes late, so the movie's just started, right? And I was like, I for sure thought there were still going to be previews. So we find seats at the back, and like, movie's really starting off with a bang. People are running through cornfields. They're like hinting at things, like plans, and I'm like piecing it together, and I'm like, man, they're really like challenging us at the beginning of this movie. And then I'm thinking, well, where is the title screen? What is going on? And then I'm like, oh, shit, that was a monster. <laughs> and I was like, Sarah, I look at my ticket. I, <laughs> pull, I had to pull out my car- my uh, phone for the flashlight. And I was like, oh, fuck, we are in a movie that's like an hour and 10 minutes in right oh, now. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there was no cornfield. Corn 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 I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but it was just like perfect timing. Like I was totally convinced. I was like, okay, it, everything they were saying, it was like, you could figure it out, right? There's one line where it's like, oh, well, they know where to meet you, right? Right, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so they're split up. They have a meeting place. We're all going to, it's all going to figure it out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Work awesome. itself out. <laughs> and then we walk out and I'm like, well, I know about nine things about the plot now <laughs> that I kind of wish I didn't. But I, actually, upon watching it, I realized it didn't have that much impact. Right. So I'm just really glad that they show the monsters early because I would have been <laughs> pissed if we were like, are they? You it was like, are they real you. type of movie or something like that? I didn't know what to expect. It's a good thing you didn't try and kick those people out of those seats. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, excuse me, you're in my seat. <laughs> like, who's this guy showed up an hour and ten minutes into the movie? <laughs> what an asshole! I know, and it was so dark, and I was just like, God, we're not that late. Come on. So, did you make it to your actual showing on time? Yeah, we did, but we had to like go eat dinner because we were we still had like over an hour until our oh geez until our showing was coming. What? And you, you already didn't bought concessions? That you were there that early? Like no, and they 
I, I don't know. They were like, oh, I guess they're just getting their popcorn like an hour and a half early. <laughs> 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 they just let us do it. I don't wow. know. Wow. You well, think yeah, that somebody would be like, no. Like, you guys know the movie doesn't start till 730, right? I don't know. Anyway, it it was it was pretty funny. It was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but uh But the so movie did, itself. The movie itself was good. I liked it a lot. Um as for the emotional moments, I wasn't like super impacted. Uh I don't know, it worked with the story and everything. It's just I didn't need the family the family arc, really. Yeah, some of the, uh, they try to flesh out the characters a little bit, especially the relationship between the father and the daughter. And I don't really get, I mean, we can get into this more in spoilers at the end, but they try to play this dynamic where the daughter thinks that her father doesn't love her, and it's just like, I don't really see where that was coming from, and then that's kind of, you know, yeah, the emotional payoff. It just didn't really work for me because it felt like they were trying to force a wedge between these two characters. Yeah. It didn't need to be there. So then when they tried to like pay off at the end, it just, I don't know. It wasn't a bad moment. I'll do, I do have a nitpicky thing about like the sound, but we can get that more into that later. But yeah, I mean, when I was watching the movie, I never really got a sense that he didn't love her. Right, right. So I thought that was kind of strange that they were trying to like, you know, she was trying to act like you don't love me. And she's like being super angsty. And like, I get it. You know, she's a, you know, she's yeah. not a teen. She's not a teenager. How old do you think she is? Like 10? I would say like, yeah, between like, like preteen, like 12, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it wasn't a big negative or anything. It's just like the oh, movie definitely. had so much else going for it just in terms of like the logistics and how stressful they were and, you know, the the element, the whatever you want to call it of the, the whole noise thing. It was very suspenseful and and really entertaining. And uh, yeah, I so I just didn't really need that extra dynamic to spice up the movie. I was perfectly happy with it as like a survivor horror type thing yeah i also liked how it was super self-contained like we didn't really get a lot of backstory of where these monsters came from or what happened to the outside world zero backstory yeah and um theories yeah i mean they they didn't they didn't explain a lot of things either which i appreciated like the whole like one example would be like the the lights um sequence that they have like the the red lights to like yeah that was a nice touch yeah that was pretty cool yeah you knew what it was but they didn't have to say it explicitly right or like in case you get in trouble do this <laughs> thing. you know it just like made sense like oh okay yeah. that's pretty neat in a know? bad movie there would have been a scene like <laughs> yeah yeah totally. i think i was really fuzzy headed when i was watching this movie too because well clearly he... <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> you would clearly <laughs> but also the movie starts and they're um after the opening sequence, right, they show them in their home. They're in this, like, cabin. And you don't really know enough about the world yet to understand what kind of apocalyptic scenario they're in. So I'm just like, this Pinteresty bullshit cabin is so ridiculous until I realized they lived there before the whole, like, shit went down. That was just their normal <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's like, oh well, they seem to have made a pretty, pretty great life for themselves out here in the woods. <laughs> like, how do they have time to like frame shit and put it up on yeah. the walls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
Um, I I enjoyed the movie. It was suspenseful. It was entertaining, but ultimately it, it was kind of generic. Like I was kind of let down. Like people were like, "It's the most like intense, uh, riveting movie in years," you know. And I was just like, most of the horror elements are pretty generic. Like it's cool that you have the elements of characters communicating by sign language and like the the very quiet moments like that's interesting for like a you know a multiplex like horror film but yeah i don't know i felt i found that there was like a lull during the the middle where it's just kind of a lot of quiet not a lot is happening uh the actual the way the scenes were directed it was you know fine like i thought it was it was a well-made suspenseful movie but it felt generic a lot of the time yeah i i was thinking that the same like there were moments where you just knew what was gonna happen yeah like this person's in a situation right now that is just ripe for this thing to happen you know and there's only one way out of it and that is of course what would happen next you know so i thought emily blunt was really good in it though she was she was pretty uh she was great uh, she seemed pretty scared (laughs) 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 i didn't think john krasinski was that great he's just kind of a stone you know like he's not very emotive he's just kind of there i don't know maybe he was trying to play it a little stoic i think he's i mean you don't think the emotional moment worked that well but i think he sold that perfectly i don't know it seemed kind of forced to me no, also, he, that didn't really, that just that we'll talk about that moment, but it's just <laughs> there's so many other things he could have done there. Like, um, but yeah, that was cool. Um, as far as do we want to save this for spoilers, but I mean, there there's some inconsistencies with like what the monsters can and can't hear or what they do and do not react to, you know, I that was some of my nitpicky stuff like. Without getting into spoilers, there's a part where there's basically like a kitchen timer and yeah. it's ticking really, really quietly. And you, they show like the, the monster reacting to it. So it hears the clicks and then it goes off and it freaks out. It could hear those tiny clicks across the room, but like characters like gasping and breathing like yeah. in that same room, nothing, you know? So some of those things yeah. kind of took me out of some of the more suspenseful scenes. By and large, like, I was just kind of ignoring that kind of stuff. But then there would be some things where I was like, wait, why can't they hear that? Like, when she's, uh, it's in the trailer, she's in the bathtub, you know, and there's, like, a monster. Like, she's making sound. Mm -hmm. She's being quiet, but she's making sound. Right. Like. I know. That stuff is hard for me, too. Because they make a rule, like, as long as you make a sound louder than the sound you're making, then you're fine. Or, you know, as long as they can hear a sound that's louder than the sound you're making, you're good to go. Right, but But there weren't other sounds happening during that But then, like, in relation to where they're at, like, obviously you're going to hear someone talking in the same room, you know, as you, but then, like, there's fireworks going on outside that might be loud, but, like, you're still going to hear both. So, like, why wouldn't they react to the thing that's closest to them? So that stuff you could nitpick, but for the most part, I think they did a pretty good job of like trying to stick to the rule. Yeah, and that opening scene was really good. You had made a comment, so on the last show, I mentioned that scene from the trailer where mm-hmm. they're walking across the bridge and he has the toy. You had said that's not where you would expect it. Yeah. It was exactly where I expected it. Well, I, I guess I was expecting that scene to be in the middle of the movie. I wasn't expecting that whole sequence to be the opening sequence. Well, because in 
Uh, maybe we should save that for spoilers. Because it's different. Like, what happens in the in the trailer is different than what happens in the in the movie. Because in the trailer, he... I think we should just get to spoilers. I don't really have anything else to say about this movie. Yeah, I want to get into some specifics about the world. Um, performances were good. It's suspenseful. Um, I liked... Uh, uh, Millicent Simmons, the deaf girl. Yeah, I like her. She was great in Wonderstruck. Yeah. She's good in this. Um, and it's cool that you you, know, you have this movie where a lot of the communication that's happening on screen is like through sign language. So like that was cool. And then they actually cast like a deaf actress to play. So oh, that kind of stuff was neat. I didn't know, you know? she was actually deaf. I didn't know. She, I I'm I'm assuming she's deaf because she played a deaf girl in Wonderstruck. Oh. So at that point, I was like, oh, maybe she's just really good at playing a deaf girl and then she got so she has to be and someone told me they looked yeah i think and, i heard them making like a, a deal about it when it came out yeah so she was really good um you know i'm excited to see like what john krasinski does moving forward it's not his first movie his other movies have not been reviewed very well yeah i had thought it was his first movie yeah he's made he's, other shit yeah a couple other like indie dramas he did a david foster wallace adaptation uh brief interviews with hideous men he mm. made that movie um, yeah, it was an adequate, suspenseful, like, horror. But it wasn't anything, like, mind-blowing. Some people are, need to fucking settle down. Like, <laughs> it's not that scary. It's not that original. Like, you know. I do think it flew <laughs> by, though. You said there was a lull in the middle. I didn't feel that. Because, like, I was watching, it was maybe, I checked my phone and there was maybe, like, 20 minutes left and it felt like i was only watching the movie for like 20 minutes the f- end of the movie fucking flies by but towards the middle i, I definitely felt myself oh wait like, we should talk about your theater experience because that's what everyone likes to do for this movie so mm-hmm. did you guys have a terrible theater experience as far as like people being loud or mine was great i was a little worried at the beginning because people like settling in you know like coughing and like fiddling with their stuff but then yeah. when they realized how quiet the movie was people were like much more respectful yeah, the only instance I had was someone's cell phone went off, and I think it was a, a woman, and it was like stuck in her purse or something because she let it ring to the end, like oh, to the voicemail. I'm like, she what probably are you doing? That, like, so you would think it was someone else, you know? Like, oh, it's not my phone. Yeah, like, <laughs> but that was it. Yeah, so yours was fine. Yeah, what about you, Tom? Mine, mine was fine. Yeah, nice. I was also worried though. Well, I mean, you saw it. You saw it at AMC ten, right? Like that's usually pretty. <laughs> that's twenty one up, right? <clears throat> yeah. There you go. I know. It's we were I I love that theater. I can't do the other ones anymore, man. But that's not movie pass eligible. I know. We just care. happened to have a Fandango gift card. Uh, so this movie was free. There you go. But you wanna grab me another beer, bud? Since you're right by the door. Yep. Alright. Well do we wanna do um some spoil or not spoilers, um uh, star reviews and then we'll get into spoilers. Yeah. It's gonna be 3.5. Well, Matt, I'm not going to settle down. Five stars. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. I think I gave it a four. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Okay. I thought it was more than adequate as far as horror films go. But yeah, not. I wasn't over the moon about it. It did lack a little creativity other than the originality, the quiet element. Yeah. It's not the first time, like, silence has been used in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, it maybe, a, like, a big-budget, yeah. like, horror thing, but it's, like, using silence as a novelty. Like, it's not something that's new to me. That's the so word I've been looking like, for this whole time. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily, like, <laughs> groundbreaking, but I think... It was it, effective, It's very effective, sure. yeah. And it was very entertaining. It's a hell of a lot better than Hush. 
Yeah, that movie's garbage. I've still not seen that. <laughs> I really want to rewatch Signs because this has a huge Signs. Signs vibe. is so much better. Than it does have movie. a Signs vibe. Like they, but you can nitpick them in similar ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Signs is just. That's funny you asked me, or you mentioned Signs because somebody at work who's seen A Quiet Place asked me. He's like, "So uh, you're not one of those people who would like go live near water if that happened?" And I was like, "Is that a Signs reference?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I mean, people have been making the M. Night Shyamalan comparison to this film because, you know, they're both like <clears throat> monster. Like, it's very similar to Signs in that it's like a monster movie. You're like kind of single location. You're kind of on like a farm. Well, yeah, the setting is very similar. Thing, you know, cornfields. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, right there. Signs <laughs> yeah. is, is for sure better than this movie, though. I probably haven't Scarier, seen Signs in like a decade. Funnier. It's got Joaquin and Mel Gibson. Yep. Come on, come on. Swing away. Hell that's pretty yeah. Stupid, <laughs> this has a swing away moment at the end. <laughs> All right, do we want to get into spoilers now? Sure. All right, spoilers for A Quiet Place start now. So if you've not yet seen the film, check the show notes and fast forward through it if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, should we talk about the emotional moment first since we've referenced it a couple yeah. times? Uh, it's a moment of sacrifice. Yep. John Krasinski realizes that uh, his kids are about to get fucked up because they're in that truck. Why did he have to just stand there? Like, why couldn't he just yell and then just like try and run, run away? You know, well, they're fast as hell. Yeah, but they're attracted to sound. He could just yell, dive into some bushes or something, and then just lay there. You know, because they're gonna go to where they heard the sound. Yeah, he it's... didn't even try. Well, the only thing I could make an argument for, because I agree with you, um, is that. He gets hit by one of them at first, like he gets sliced. So maybe it was like a an injury that was gonna like kill him anyway. So he thought, might as well just finish me off. Dude, if the fat kid from It could take like fifty knife (laughs) stab wounds to the tummy and be fine, pretty sure John Krasinski's bearded ass would be fine. Come on, it's just (laughs) I. I just feel like there are so many nitpicks you could make about these these little critters. Yeah, number one. How is it that they can rip through like a two inch thick steel grain silo without even blinking and they can't get through the roof of a fucking pickup truck? Right. Number two, why are they always 10 feet away whenever somebody yells? (laughs) (laughs) No time at all. There is one so close. Uh, Number three, why aren't they stalking that house constantly? Like they must hear noises there all the time. They're not that smart. Not that smart. Number four. Most animals that hunt by sound make a sound so that if nobody's making a sound, they can use their echolocation to figure out what's going on, like bats. Mm-hmm. Did you learn that on planet Earth? <laughs> no. I learned Just that from years of bio. <laughs> experience. It's my dolphin training days. <laughs> um... What did you get? I hated the very, very end, like the last shot of the movie. Mm. That's, a, that's swing so away. To- it felt it's so swing totally away. like <laughs> did not fit in with the tone of the rest of the movie. No, it didn't. So we sh- so basically, uh, 
they kill the beast and the sound is attracting. I feel I feel like there were a ton, but was it really just the other two that were confirmed? Well, in they the say area? on the whiteboard it says there's three. Three confirmed in the area, yeah. but I feel like from what I remember, there were a bunch like yeah. running toward the house. It wasn't no, just, just two. two. No, you no, only no. see two on the video, I thought. No, no, no. You see I like think there's seven way or more. nine or something. Are you, you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because you're there's a podcast we listened to where they said like the other two show up. I remember like a bunch. I remember two. But, well, two against one. Know. Yeah, we definitely saw more than two. Because um, <laughs> I was specifically looking for that, trying to figure out if there was only going to be. Which seems weird if if there was literally only three. Like that couldn't have been the three that wiped out the entire world no, or country no, no. or whatever. Well, they just said three confirmed. Yeah. They knew there were three in the surrounding, area, but that's just what they've been. Able How do to you know confirm. that there are three? I guess it doesn't matter. But I guess they can. They maybe they look slightly different, so they can tell. Where, I, but there's never a scene where somebody sees one. Yeah, they had already like, like established it though, you know, because there's a pretty big hair. time gap. Yeah, between the beginning of the film and, and the end. Um, but anyway, yeah, this movie spans like what 500 days or so, Some right around there. Yeah, 500 days of summer. Yep, that's what <laughs> it should have been called. Um, <laughs> so th- yeah, that was that was kind of annoying. Um, because she she what she cocks a shotgun and then it ends with that it just felt like something out of like a corny. stupid action movie yeah. or something like it didn't fit in with the like the very serious tone of the rest of the movie i kind of liked it you like that i did feel like it was way out of place yeah but yeah. i was just that's why like, i didn't like it. at that point i was just like fuck it yeah this is kind of fun also doesn't it seem weird that they've established that these creatures are very very sensitive to sound and they're only just now like oh a super high pitched intense sound like you feel, I feel like someone would have discovered by now that mm. that's how you can take them out dog whistles cuz they or something you know like yeah well yeah i feel like there's so many different ways you could kill these fucking bug things are they bug they're more like crabs yeah, they got those weird arm things. They're like which praying mantises creepy. almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with their arms, but saying like a blowtorch, that's got to do the job, right? Well, isn't there? Don't they have like some sort of armor on them? That... Yeah, they said that they're like indestructible on the newspaper clippings yeah. or whatever. Um, so that was that was kind of weird. And then she just ends up killing it with a shotgun. Is it just because like she was able to shoot directly into its mouth because it was freaking out? Mm-hmm. I think the the sound yeah was exposing like their vulnerable spot, and then she just like landed the perfect shotgun blast. But I did like the touch with the nail because you yes. see the nail, and there's like some foreshadowing there. And then she steps on it. That was probably one of the best scenes in the movie when she's trying oh, to yeah. make a sound. She realizes well, one's in the house. That's like after her water in labor. Broke, like. yeah, yeah. That was. Could you imagine trying? I mean, she I'm had not that a woman, baby in but... like 25 minutes flat. Yeah. Yeah, that was another thing. But then I thought, you know, under that amount of stress, like stress induced mm-hmm. births are definitely a thing. And she's already well, had actually, three kids before, so the fourth one's just gonna slide right, 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 right out. Yeah, and that's what she's like, hey, when it's not your first kid, sometimes you can do that. And yeah. I was like, okay, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Shit out of kids. <laughs> Hands up. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't So they're they have a kid who gets like killed by the monster at the beginning which i thought that was a really good scene because in the trailer this is what i want to talk about in the trailer doesn't it show john krasinski grabbing the kid he doesn't it doesn't show no it doesn't show him it doesn't Mm. okay maybe he he pushes the other his daughter out of the way or something i i thought i had remembered because i was startled when it came out of nowhere and tackled the kid 
Did they just like stand still? Like what happened after that? Did they just like stand? I think still? it cuts maybe to another. Well, it did. Yeah, yeah, it cut. But what I'm what I'm asking is like when that happened, did they just like stand still and just watch him get mauled like without making a sound? Or because if they took off running, they would have creature would have heard them. You know what I mean? Oh like, right, I see what you're saying. In that moment, yeah, it cuts. But my mind was like. So did they just like stand there? Not that I wanted to see them standing in silence as this monster eats their baby. But yeah. Like, <laughs> that thought went through my head. I was like, how did they escape that situation? Like they only had one way to run. Like yeah. Well, they're walking on sand, so. It's, yeah, but There's, they would be. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're a nimble family. Um, and then there was that room that he like didn't want his daughter to see. What do you think he was just trying to protect her? Because she eventually does go down there, and it's like all the newspaper clippings. So do you think he just wanted to protect her from how fucked up the whole situation was? Because I didn't really understand Unclear. why she wasn't allowed down. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anything. Or maybe he didn't want her to know that he was working on hearing like, the, the fix or whatever. Yeah, like, she knew because he kept. She's like, I'm tired. They never work. You know, yeah. she knew that he was working on new ones for her. I don't know. Can't go into daddy's man cave. <laughs> Off limits. <laughs> she um, says at one point, I think, like, I'm not going to break anything or something like that. Mm. If I remember right. Yeah, maybe he just... I don't, that yeah. plays into her just being the worst child ever, right? <laughs> she was just the worst. Um, is that it for spoilers? I mean, there's there's other scenes we could talk about, but I mean, as far Did as... Did you guys like the creature design? Did you think it was cool? It was cool, yeah. I wouldn't say it's like super original. Like, it looks like similar to other things, but it was... So, so many ways to make an alien. Right, yeah. It was original enough, I guess. And like the, the look of their whole like ear, whatever they used to... <laughs> that was cool. The way it would like open up and you could see like the insides moving around yeah. was neat. It just can't compare to the monster from annihilation like oh as far yeah. as like monster of the year yeah. so far like that thing was fucked like, yeah that was pretty <laughs> talk gnarly. about like monster design that just like by looking at it just like makes you uncomfortable like, yeah but they were cool though i, I like them especially the way they ran like you said they kind of have this like dog praying mantis thing because they have these like kind of front claw it's like something from thing. like starship troopers yeah or totally <laughs> yeah i was thinking of that that was pretty neat. That yeah. one scene also, they, another scene that I thought was a standout was the return from the waterfall. Like when they went with the boy and, and John Krasinski, they went fishing. And then on their return, they your, got... Your laptop went... There you go. No, I just went to sleep. It's fine. Okay. <clears throat> on the return, something happens. I, yeah, I don't. What was I? Don't really understand what that... They ran, you're talking about the old man, right? Yeah. I don't... Did it you... confusing. That seemed stupid. Really? What that the they were just wandering through the woods and they see an old man and he just like decides to yell like well his wife was dead next to him I think that was to just kill himself and I don't know if he cared about the other two or yeah, maybe it was like the world is fucked who cares it just not, seems stupid it like yeah his wife was dead but like he was like staring at them intently it looked like he was doing it on purpose yeah and I just don't really see the motivation behind that like. Why didn't he already do that? Like, why did he wait? Like, all of a sudden, these people show up, and he's just this grumpy-looking old man, and just decides, you know what, I'm going <laughs> to jeopardize your lives too. Like, it just seemed like it was in there to make like a suspenseful moment, but it didn't actually make sense why that scene would exist. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like the element though that you could be betrayed even by the other people in the area, not just the creatures. Yeah, 
Everyone's a monster, Matt. <laughs> this movie's not really shit. a monster movie. It's about family and connection. It is. So there were supposed to be... There was a... <laughs> I, I was confused by this, too. Um, they would light this, like, fire on top of that tower and then look out and they'd see a lot of other fires. Mm-hmm. And then later in the movie, no one else lights the fire. Are we meant to assume that, like, the creatures had picked off everybody somehow? Except the I don't remember that being... Just family. in that brief time, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't remember that being, like, a defined thing. What? Like, I don't remember them intentionally showing that the fires weren't lit yeah they lit one and you like look out and it's just it's still dark yeah i might have missed that oh i thought the kids were looking for john well they were but they still lit the thing and then it panned it wasn't it panned out to the same like uh canyon as before and nothing lit up i don't know that's interesting but i don't think there's anything else to indicate that there was a larger a larger event taking place i mean maybe but we do find out that there i mean if me and tom are correct we do find out that there are a lot more of those creatures than they thought so i wonder if like a bunch came into the area wiped everyone else out and then you find out like because they all get there pretty quick like it's been maybe a couple minutes past from when they kill the one creature to when they look at the cameras and all the other ones are coming yeah so yeah they're fast but they were in close proximity so Mm. Uh, anyway, you guys want a prequel? No, a prequel. No, I don't want a sequel either. No, just let it die. Self-contained. Self-contained. Mm-hmm. It was solid. You know, I enjoyed it, but I'm. I. It's not a movie I would buy. It's not a movie I'm really interested in seeing again. I don't know. It's just Matt wouldn't even recommend it. <laughs> Back to the emotional moment, though. Be... I do think he sold it with like his facial expression. See, I don't like with the teary eyes, and he's just like. I didn't think it was great. It reminded me of like a classic gym moment on The Office. <laughs> I thought it was kind of. Now come on, a stretch. He's a smoothie man. <laughs> Nothing else in the movie really bothered me, but that scene, I was like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. everything. Weird. About that See that scene. that was like that kind of made the movie for me. Well, you had mentioned <laughs> on the last episode that there's this moment that just like pays off. Are you that. talking about the nail? No. That? Yeah. What is that a payoff for? Like, it's just like a... You said something comes back later in the movie that pays off. Oh. I think Did that's I? what you said. Yeah. I think you're probably talking about the opening scene versus the sacrifice scene. Maybe. I don't remember. But I, I know I made a comment about an emotional moment being like, Maybe I said it was a huge payoff, but I used the wrong word. Yeah, that maybe. Right. Okay, so me, maybe me using the wrong word. That sounds right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said back. I listened to it yesterday, so it's like super fresh. Well, anyway, uh, anything else you guys want to mention about a quiet place before we move on? No, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Is that your is that your first five star movie of the year? Have you given any other fives? I think I've given a, a couple other fives, but I don't know if we've had official reviews. I don't. He didn't give no. Annihilation a five. I was at a four, and you guys convinced me to do a four and a half. Annihilation is a way better movie. Yeah, totally. That's my only five of the year so no, far. No, it's not a better movie. It's absolutely a better movie. No. Oh. Um. Okay. Well, Paddington Two. Paddington Two is a five star movie, and <laughs> so is Love Simon. Mm. Two okay. movies I was not expecting to enjoy so much. Five stars. Five stars, baby. All right. That's going to do it for A Quiet Place. Um, Let's get into what else we've been watching. Tom and I don't really have much at all. 
So oh, I've got a few. Yeah, speak I thought yourself, you would said you don't have much man. to contribute. I thought. Well, I looked actually, and I I have seen quite a few movies since I was last on the on the pod. Well, yeah, it's been a whole month. Yeah. Tom and I can talk about uh, the Andre the Giant documentary. Yeah. Is this an HBO doc? Yes. I gotta get someone's login or something because I'm I'm on like a wrestling doc kick after the Sheik. Like I want to watch that shit. He's in it for about two seconds. The Sheik. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. How was it? Do you want to start with that? Yeah, why not? You already brought it sure. up. Um, so I should say I've got about eight minutes left in it. I was watching it right before I came here. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's good. It's really interesting. It's not like blown me away in terms of a documentary, but Andre the Giant, I just never really knew much about him. So Same. Because he was cool. before my time as far as like getting into wrestling. Because he had a, like a, a fairly short career. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think his, his like time that he was super popular was like 80s early 80s and early i was born 80s. late 80s so like you know by the time i was like yeah old enough to actually know what wrestling is and get into it it was like even almost beyond like the hulk hogan era mm-hmm. well you know his hulk mania era not like the nwo right right, right. hollywood hulk hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird too i didn't know anything about wrestling either so it was interesting to learn about how in the 70s it was all territories. Oh, yeah. And so before they had cable TV, before they brought WWE nationwide, Vince McMahon just loaned Andre the Giant, the Giant out and he would go to all these little local circuits and he just traveled all over and people would see him for the first time. You know, nobody knew about him. Yeah. Yeah, did you know that? Like there was no like national wrestling back in the day. Yeah. And then like... Every state had like their own wrestling federation. Or That's whatever. why the WWF like revolutionized the industry. Yeah, it brought like a national touring. Yeah, rather yeah, but I, not- I didn't realize that before that the WWF would just like yeah send wrestlers to go perform like in in circuits. I thought that they, from the beginning it was like a. Well, I don't. I don't know if he. I thought Vince McMahon uh, like finally obtained Andre the Giant. After Maybe a while. he did. Maybe he did, but maybe that's how he found him because he was they like, were just on the like circuits. promotional or something. They were up in the Northeast and they did a bunch of promotional stuff. I think, for, yeah, for wrestling. But but Andre the Giant was like a tool for Vince McMahon to bring everybody together and to set up his different narratives because people knew Andre the Andre the Giant in the way that they didn't know any other of the local champions. Right, right. I mean, he was like, it was like an event to go see Andre the Giant. You know, it's like he's like the what eighth wonder of the world that's or what whatever they were, yeah, yeah like he's they yelling out <laughs> dude he was huge man yeah they show us there's one picture that i thought the the most uh crazy picture to me was the hand comparison where it shows a normal guy's hand and then andre the giants and like just his fingers are like an individual finger is like two or three of mine and you can see how big how much bigger his fingernails are and stuff the guy was like well, he had elephantitis, didn't he? No, he had gigantism. Oh. Yeah, it's where like your organs like don't stop growing. Yeah, and that's eventually like what killed him. Do they do they get into like how much he drank? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't Ric Flair tell a story? Or who yeah. who tells yeah, the story? Rick is it Ric Flair? <laughs> story Dude, I fucking awesome. love Ric Flair. <laughs> he Rick tells Flair a story funny. where because uh, they're talking about how Andre the Giant was kind of a ladies' man. Yeah, uh, really. All the girls would like flock to him just because he has like a he had like an awesome personality and he was just fun to be around and stuff. But like, Ric Flair was making comments like he wears size twenty two shoes. He 
you know, yeah. where is this? And he's like, so, Look at the size of his know, hands. Look yeah, at the like, size of his shoes. <laughs> yeah. What more do you want me to tell you? <laughs> right. <laughs> and your organs just keep growing, it sounds like. And that is an organ, so. Hell yeah. I wonder what that thing looked like. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some of those little, uh, little outfits he wore didn't leave a ton to the imagination. Nope. That's true. Yes. Some people are, are saying this is kind of like a surface level documentary, but I loved it. And I think it was mainly just because like I learned a lot about like the history of wrestling. And I just think it was like an amazing tribute to him. Yeah. Because like they focus on a lot of the good stuff. They say he did have like an angry side or a bad side where like you wouldn't want to get on his nerves or he like might like do a move a little bit harder than he normally would just to like put you in place right like it was fascinating to to hear those stories about like just how he managed everything because it was like oh if he liked you he could make your career but if he didn't like you like he would just show up and beat the shit out of you (laughs) the whole night and win and then leave and it's like when he comes back into town who's that who's that really uh douchey bro guy that uh no 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 well (laughs) Yes, him. But there's a different there's a different wrestler who they said Oh, Macho Man? Macho Man. Yeah, what's his other? Yeah, Randy Savage. Oh, they Randy interview Savage. Randy Savage <laughs> yeah. too? Oh, no, they don't interview no. him, but, oh, but he... they would talk about him because Andre the Giant hated him. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz he had such a big ego too. Yeah, that makes <laughs> they sense. showed scenes of Andre the Giant just putting his ass <laughs> in Randy Savage's yeah. face and <laughs> sitting on him and stuff in the ring. It was so funny. Yeah, basically he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. And like they made a point where like Andre the Giant would never really be champion because, like, he didn't need to be the world champion. Like, just him being Andre the Giant was, like, enough. And, like, if Andre the Giant won the championship, like, they would never... Like, no one would ever beat him, you know, because he's Andre the Giant. I mean, they basically did the same thing with Big Show. Yeah. You know, he was fucking massive, but he was never... Goldberg, you know, like, he was, like, a phenom and won his first, like, 100 matches or something. My favorite part, though, was all the stuff about uh, him and Hulk Hogan and, like, how he basically shaped Hulk Hogan's career. Yeah. And, like, there's some good, like, emotional stuff with Hulk Hogan and... Yeah, he was good. Yeah. His little... His interviews are good. Um... And the whole the build up to WrestleMania three was yeah I loved pretty, all that pretty interesting. <clears throat> that's sort of that's like the climax of the whole the whole thing. It gets sad after that. It was getting sad at that point yeah. too because he was really health wise in a decline. And and he he and Hulk were like friends, and he knew that uh, Andre was going through a bunch of stuff. So it was like, what can he do? What can't he do? And watching the video, it's like it's pretty evident that Andre's right. like barely moving around. Well, yeah, it was just cool how he basically like handed over the torch to hogan but at the same Mm. time he was really fucking with him (laughs) yeah oh right he wouldn't building up to the match say explicitly that hulk hogan was gonna win the match like he wouldn't vince mcmahon didn't really know for sure (laughs) like no one knew if he was gonna like pull some stunt out there but yeah this sounds awesome i need to watch this yeah Yeah. it was good i think you'll dig it um but some people have just said it's like a pretty standard documentary but I liked it a lot. Um, your question about the drinking, though. Ric Flair does say that he was with him on a night where he drank 106 beers. <laughs> God. He never drank... Le- <laughs> like, the guy said on a nightly basis, he, like, never drank less than 24. Yeah, he would drink just bottles of wine to himself. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking enormous, dude. Well, yeah. a case of wine. And his liver was probably, like, a fucking cow heart or something. Actually, yeah. I bet that's a big part of it. I didn't think about that. They do get in a little bit about... Um, his like princess bride oh do that yeah like rob reiner gets interviewed for a little bit and (laughs) rob reiner's really good in it (laughs) but yeah 
super good. I liked it. Nice. I want to check it out. You guys should watch The Sheik. Sounds like it's pretty similar. You know, yeah. they both yeah. came up around the same time. Uh, Sheik has a really interesting story. Cool. Mm. Travis, how much stuff do you got? You want to knock some um, out and then go back to Tom? Tom, you want to keep going? Sexy Beast? I watched that too. Yeah, Sexy Beast. Oh, oh yeah. That's why you said, because you were going to let me borrow it so I could watch it too. Yeah. I love Sexy Beast. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I've <laughs> it seen it great. before, and I, I was a little disappointed by it just because I'd heard so many like amazing things about it, but mm-hmm. I liked it quite a bit more on a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Just like... All the characters, like... The characters are great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley is so good in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I really like the main character, too, but I haven't seen him in a oh, bunch of Ray stuff. Oh, Ray Winstone? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize this was Jonathan Glazer. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's like it's like a heist movie, but the heist is the... It's like, in the background. It's in the background, totally. It's just the setting for the for the story um but yeah i liked where it goes i liked how this it, how the whole thing played out and um, it's almost like a comedy in a way like a lot of the like yeah. interactions between the characters well, it's is very like, com- it's for yeah. fun, like for comedy totally i was cracking up through a bunch of this movie <laughs> in a weird way yeah the <laughs> entire really movie dry. is basically like Ben Kingsley is forcing Ray Winstone to come out of retirement to do one last job. And he's just like, I'm not doing it. But like Ben Kingsley's so adamant and like forceful that he's like, no, you're fucking doing it. Yeah. He's completely <laughs> insane. And it just causes a huge riff like between like all the surrounding characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. I'll come back. I'll come back to it. But I liked it. Yeah. Oh, oh! I remember what I was going to say. I we legitimately had to put on subtitles though because some of those guys are so. Hard oh to yeah, understand. they have super thick accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, pretty stylized too. It's cool. You you would like it. It okay. has a, a snatch vibe, but not as hectic. Yeah, just the way that they like cut from scene to scene. It it just and character to character and how they all have their different motivations, then their different agendas, but. Um, yeah, I Whose idea it. was it to watch that? Did you watch it with Sarah or who? So it, I had it on my watch list, I think, because you brought it up, Travis, right? Did I? You must have. I don't know why else it would have been on there. And then we watched it with uh, with the chaplains. Went over there and Andrew was like, oh, yeah, I saw Sexy Beast a long time ago. We should watch that again. <laughs> um, have you guys heard of Jonathan Glazer's second movie? called birth yeah i've seen it you have seen and it? I, did, I own it on dvd is it any good i didn't really like i just it read the much. plot description it sounds weird but i kind of want to watch it again yeah. i know some people love it but then also some people say it's like meh uh-huh. under know, under the skin is by far my favorite of the three that he's done it would go under the skin sexy beast birth did i talk about under the skin no i tried to watch it so uh i i got a new tv and i was trying to watch something i think i asked travis like what should i watch to like you know on on my new tv and he said under the skin because he got it for me for my birthday i got really stoned put that on and i could not handle it i had to turn it off probably a bad idea to do that after like 10 minutes it's so weird it's even more weird than i thought it was really yeah i've never seen it it makes you really uncomfortable oh dude it's awesome it was it was really cool but i was just like it was just making me feel away and i was like 
Yeah, there's some pretty <laughs> disturbing scenes. Like that you've seen it before. Yeah, I've right? seen it yeah. before. Like yeah. the I scene at the beach games. is super disturbing. <laughs> It's fucking nuts. When that deformed guy comes into her car, like... Yeah, and she's hey, like... Hey, 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 no spoilers. No, that's not a spoiler. I'm just saying sounded that like something happened. It's... <laughs> I need to go back to it, but yeah. not when I'm fucking shithoused on the devil's That rest. creation scene, was it doing it for you? The what scene? <laughs> the no, dude, scene. I had forgotten about that. I was like, what is this? Uh, what I do need to watch, though, is 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's been like oh, yeah. a year since I've seen that. Oh, yeah. On your TV? On my new TV. Yeah, dude. I'm going to be in the same boat here in about a month. I'm going to be getting a new TV. Nice. All on the 4K train. Yeah. Nice. You know what you're going to get? No, but I want to go at least. The OLED? No, get probably not. Curved, OLED's, curved OLED. OLED's too expensive, isn't That's it? Not. Yeah. Get that and have a new car. No. <laughs> I th- at least 55, if not 65, and it has to be at least HDR 4K. Yeah. That's all I know so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I really like my mm-hmm. TV. And if you you, you didn't get the same one bucks. as him, right? No, I wanted to get the same one as Tom, but but you got a him. Samsung. Yeah, but the, his TV has better reviews than mine. Oh, really? Mine, mine, my TV is. I'm really happy with my TV. Yeah, but no, his is supposed to be like for the price, like the the best because it's in the same like it's like mid tier because you can get like pretty cheap 4K TVs now. Yeah, but for like HDR stuff, like his is the like top, the top of the rated mid-tier. one. The Samsung is like Samsung is pretty close to the top. But then once you get like above a thousand dollars, like that's when you get into like the OLED. Like, yeah, the cheapest OLED TV I could find was like twelve hundred bucks. Like, it's fucking expensive. I might just have to pull the trigger. Yeah, Go big. You do. I mean, <laughs> you've had this TV for what eight years? Eight years. Still Fucking going pull strong. Pull that trigger, bud. Hell yeah! Another. Toshiba built to last. <laughs> Toshiba. Is that yeah. what your TV is? Yeah, dude. Fucking Toshiba. <laughs> All right, let's keep this train rolling. What else we got? Uh, I saw Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, tell us about it. Trash. Uh, it's basically like a rehash of the first one. Like they even do like a instead of like a thirty to forty five minute training opening sequence, they do like a five minute. Mm. So I kind of at least appreciated that. Like if you're gonna at least rehash it, make it significantly shorter. Um, but you know they do the whole like the training thing with the because they're they're like training kids basically this time. Is John Boyega new or was he in Pacific Rim? No, he's new, but he, so he's uh, Idris Elba's son. So oh, it's like okay. But he was, he's like super trained, but never really got a chance to fight, I think. So he like, you know, knows. He doesn't really know combat. Like he's been trained. Like he knows the ways of the force, but has never really had to use it uh, before. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the plot is like pretty similar to the, the first one. And it's just not very good. Like some of the writing is really bad. There's another food scene in this movie that really bothered me. Remember really? my Death Wish review? About the eggs. Yeah, yeah. So there's a scene in this movie where it's John Boyega and I think it's Scott Eastwood's, Clint Eastwood's son. Uh, John Boyega is eating ice cream. So he gets out ice cream and then he gets out whipped cream and then he gets out like strawberry toppings. And so he puts some ice cream in the bowl and then he puts whipped cream on it. He doesn't put any of the strawberry topping on it. He walks over and grabs this like 10 gallon thing of sprinkles. It's the biggest container of sprinkles I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why they have it. <laughs> but, and then he, he puts that on the ice cream as well. And, and then Scott Eastwood makes a comment like, Don't you have enough toppings on that already? But it was like, that was literally the second topping. And then he didn't even put the strawberry topping on it. And 
who eats vanilla ice cream with whipped cream? Whipped cream and sprinkles? <laughs> yeah, like, it was, I don't know, like... Six-year-old man? Maybe just go with hot fudge and call it good. You're just on a food kick right now. Just like It was a attention. really bad scene. Like yeah. It was just like a terrible exposition scene, and then like them commenting on the ice cream. I'm just like, why am I watching Why are we this? wasting time talking about this yeah. ice cream? When we should be looking at giant robots. Oh, right. yeah. Kaiju. The, yeah, the only cool thing is some of the action, but a lot of it felt similar to the first one or just like a Transformers movie. Yeah. And or the trailer that we had to watch 45 times. Yeah. And usually I wouldn't complain about too much action, but some of the action scenes, I'm just like, okay, I get it. Like, we could probably move We've on We've seen now. fucking that type of action so many times before, you know? Yeah. And like, the first one, like, kind of made it fresh, but this is just rehashing. It seems it seems like rehashing I like the first how, one. at least, the, the, the first one was, like, mostly in the dark, you know, like, at night in the water. This one was mostly during the day in the city. Yeah. Which, I guess, isn't, like, anything new, because that's, like, all the Transformers, all Transformers movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess at least it was a little bit different than the first one. And I did kind of like how towards the end, this is a minor spoiler, I guess, but like there's like a, a band of Jaegers or a group of Jaegers that all have to take down this other like giant Jaeger that's in the, that's slash in the trailer. kaiju thing. Yeah. But that was kind of cool watching all of them like work together to take out this so it's like fucking Power Rangers. mega Jaeger. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't need any more big robots. Or big animals, yeah. For that, for that matter, like it, Rampage. Yeah. Did you see Rampage too? No. No. Okay. I probably will go see it, but <laughs> I do love The Rock. Anyway, so anything else on Pacific Rim ever? No, I would say it's it's pretty average. Like if you want to go see like a you know a mindless action movie, go for it. It's probably almost out of the theater by now, anyway. So probably too late to be recommending it at this point. <laughs> I had to catch it though before it left the theater. Naturally. Yeah. You're not going to watch it at home. No. It's, well, I haven't seen the last two Transformers movies for that reason. I missed them <laughs> in the theater, and I'm like, I'm not going to watch them at home. Opportunity so. missed. Yeah. There's a lot of movies like that. Batman vs. Superman. If you missed the boat in the theater, it's I'm never watching it. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, if it's really bad, maybe I'll watch it at home while I'm doing the dishes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh me more how much do you have i I mean i always have like a dozen things oh so after andre the giant i watched the uh pumping iron documentary the arnold schwarzenegger one had you seen that before no oh it's great well i would i don't know it was kind of boring and like boring but the stuff with arnold is great but like when it gets into the other side characters and like i don't know the whole like you didn't like the stuff with uh what's his face the other guy the young ferrigno yeah lou they focus on for a little bit oh yeah yeah i guess yeah that stuff was somewhat interesting i guess i don't know i guess just like the sport of bodybuilding is like not very interesting to me and like watching the pump watching guys in the crowd like (laughs) give arnold a staying ovation like they're getting all pumped like watching him get pumped it's like i don't know it's just super weird like i would never be like super excited about some guy flexing on stage dude it's like <laughs> watching porn and getting horny like you watch dudes get pumped and you get fucking okay pumped, have you bud. heard arnold talk about the pump though no yeah. oh my god you haven't seen this documentary I haven't seen you it, have oh. at least watch like the youtube clip i i, I want to watch so it. I arnold compares yes the pump lifting weights he compares it to coming yeah he really yes oh, yeah. and it is amazing he's like he's like 
the pump is better than coming. Yeah. He's like, coming's great too. So it's like, I'm coming at home and then yeah. I'm coming in right. the gym. Yeah. <laughs> in this interview. Yeah. He's like, I go to the gym, I pump. It's like, I'm coming. I come home and I, I come, I come everywhere. He's just like, <laughs> I'm coming all the time. It's great. Oh, man. <laughs> That's yeah, a classic. I never, yeah. I mean, I guess I've never really gotten that kind of rush from weightlifting, but some people do. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> well, he was a seven-time Mr. Olymp- Universe. Mr. Universe. Yeah. But yeah, it's a documentary from the 70s, and so it's like four by three, and I don't know. It's just mostly like talking heads and then like the like footage of them flexing right, you know, yeah, during yeah. the competition. And so it, there are some good moments and like, I guess, some interesting aspects, but for the most part, it was kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But you got to watch the, the pumps. At least that clip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Tom, what do you got for us? Uh, I had four rewatches that I'm just going to breeze right through. Zootopia, still great. Yeah. Not as good as I remembered, though. Really? Wasn't as funny second time. Hmm. The sloth? Went down to four stars. Oh, no. Down stars. to four? Oh, yeah. shit. A full star drop. Is the sloth still amazing? <sighs> nah, sloth no? was never amazing. Well, I yeah, thought it was, it was great, hilarious. dude. Come on. It's still great. It's yeah. as good he, as it was. When he okay. calls his friend over yeah. <laughs> you gotta hear this. Yeah. <laughs> or the uh, guy at the front desk. He was, he was pretty funny, too. Yeah, see, he loses some of his mojo uh, second time. I just thought he was way funnier the first time. I don't know. Um, Wonder Woman also went down to four stars. Still great, but... And the the last battle scene is is better than you guys gave it credit for. It's pretty good. Is it? With, with Ares, like, it's not bad. Uh, Midnight Special, fucking love Amazing. that movie. Oh, I need to read Five it. stars. <laughs> that movie is so good. Uh, and The Social Network, also very good. I love The Social Network. David yeah. Fincher's second best movie. Yeah, it just has like this. What's his first? Brooding, Zodiac, duh. Uh, oh, yeah. Zodiac's legit. <laughs> just very brooding, you know? Yeah, dude. And the way the whole story plays out, it's just like totally aaron sorkin's dialogue just like yeah rapid fire yeah, like everyone's licking it works better for me in that context because that's like basically a movie about a bunch of geniuses you know uh-huh. so it makes sense that they're just like you know rattling off all this shit yeah jesse eisenberg is pretty good too in it i like him yeah he's the really winkle it. is it winkle boss yeah Ar- army hammer the yeah. winkle boss twins mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I gotta rewatch that yeah um okay those are my four rewatches i also saw um oh i saw isle of dogs you guys already talked about it well yeah yeah uh aesthetically i thought it was great yeah story didn't really do it for me it's definitely not at the top of my wes anderson i i pretty much agree with everything you guys said in your episode so we don't need to uh linger on it but it was nice to look at four stars yes four stars i really like the the like the time that you get to spend in Japan, not on the island, but like I don't know, the opening and closing with the drumming with the Yeah, that was kinda neat. Those guys. I don't know. I thought some of that stuff was cool. The, the Oracle wrestling. was hilarious. Oracle's the best yeah. part of the movie. That was good. <laughs> as far as comedy goes, that was the yeah. highest moment. And I thought that Jeff Goldblum's dog was the one that has all the gossip. Cause I thought he was the one who's like they're like, How do you know all this stuff? And he's like, I just love gossip. It's Edward Norton, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. No, Edward Norton is like the goody two-shoes dog. 
Yeah, I mean, he's like the leader. He's, he, they say there's no leader, but he's like... He's he the leader. Te- Aside from charge. Chief. Yeah, he's the one who takes charge and asks for yeah. all the votes. You know? one of the, but the rumor dog is not the leader dog. No? Well, okay. It just sounded... Yeah. I don't need to see it again. But So you think that was Jeff Goldblum? Was, I think so, yeah. Because that was like a running gag. The yeah. Whole thing, which it, the first couple times, I didn't think was funny. But then when I realized that yeah. it was like a gag, I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It got better as it went. Gossiping dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that movie was kind of a disappointment. It was solid, but... A little bit. Yeah. I was worried it wasn't going to be funny because the trailers weren't particularly funny. I thought funny. it looked pretty funny from the trailer, so I was kind of disappointed when like a lot of the funniest parts were in the, the trailer, you know what I mean? Yeah. This movie's also on the cutesier, um, kiddier end of the spectrum for him, for, for Wes Anderson films, even compared to Fantastic Mr. Fox, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's that open heart surgery part you know that's true that <laughs> was cool weird. that was a cool moment though made me think of uh can i have a sacred deer yes exactly <laughs> uh cool um yeah i can do a couple of rewatches so i i rewatched before sunset and before midnight again because oh, no, paris man. hadn't seen them so yeah. i've been i've been watching them with her uh I still God. haven't seen the last one. God, dude. Those movies are incredible. Before Sunset, especially. Paris got, like, fucked up by Before Sunset. She, like, got mad at me when it was over. She was like, why did you make me watch that? Because <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty sad. And it's, you know, it's it's really fucking good. But, oh, God, that movie is just incredible. Like, start to finish. It's, like, 85 minutes. But it's, like, perfect 85 minutes. Like, hmm. Every moment is just like interesting or touching or insightful. And like, they're, I've never seen two actors who have just like a better rapport with each other. You know, like the chemistry is just mm-hmm. through the roof. Um, though, I mean, I've all, I had only seen that trilogy once. So now I've seen the whole trilogy three times. And it's definitely like, yeah, they're among my favorite movies. Like, I think I want to rewatch the first two before I. Before I watch the third, I got the the Criterion triple feature. So whenever you want to watch them, yeah, yeah, you can borrow, borrow his. Yeah, I'll borrow. Leave it on your shelf borrowing, <laughs> borrowing for a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched the first uh, like fifteen minutes of Last Jedi in four K. Hell yeah! I bought the UHD on uh, on Amazon. It's pretty sweet. I, I wanted to play video games instead, I think, so I turned it off after like 20 minutes. We watched, but. he demoed uh, Dunkirk for me on yeah. his new TV. Ooh. It looked pretty good, right? Are you excited to I watch need, that again? I am. <laughs> I need to get like a sound bar, though. Some movies sound really good. Some yeah. it's like kind of quiet, so I need to like, so I should probably invest in a sound bar, but yeah, I'm happy with the picture. I rewatched uh, almost all of Last Jedi 2. Yeah, but I didn't get to watch the last like forty minutes, which, which is, is where the all best the best the stuff yeah. is in it, because my uh, my time for my rental expired. Ouch! Yeah, that's why you buy stuff. <sighs> Quit running, okay? Oh, it's too much money. Worried about storage space? Just uh, bring it over here, baby. Right now. <laughs> Gross. No, most of those are like five dollars, okay? Five to seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, you've got like I'm a bargain 10, hunter. So no like way, dude. 100 grand worth of Blu rays. Okay, I'm moving here in like a month. I'm going to count them when I move. And I don't really have as many as you guys think. Mm. You've got my house a is filled with books. Dude. We're a house of learned doctors. I would say I have three to 500 movies, probably. Dude, you've got probably about 700. 
You've got at least 200 in that fucking stack right there. 20, 40, 60, I'd say 150 maybe. Whatever. Maybe. Um, so I'm excited to go back to Last Jedi. Um, well, so I got, I have, I own four movies on 4K now. I got Best Buy has like a three for fifty dollars deal, so I got Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Boom. Haven't watched it yet. Uh, Dunkirk. Mm. Star Wars: The Last Jedi, which I bought separately, mm. um, and it. Ooh. And I did it's a rewatch. Great collection it. so far. It's pretty good. Right? Uh, it's all new movies though. I kind of want to so. get some get some classics in there, but. Um, no way, dude. 4K was made for the new movies. <laughs> I didn't talk about <laughs> It last time, did I? No. So uh, there's this girl that I've been seeing lately, and she wanted to rewatch It because she loved it in the theater. I loved it in the theater. So busted out my new TV, played It. That movie is still super fucking good. Mm. It's not uh, as scary the second time because it's still pretty fresh in my memory. Like It had been... That movie came out in what? Like October? September? I think September, yeah. So it's, it's been about six months or so since it came out when I watched it. And uh, I knew what was coming, so it wasn't as scary as it was before. But like everything from like the plot of the movie, the characters, the humor, the just like rapid fire, like crazy horror scenes. That movie is like <clears throat> top notch. <clears throat> that movie is awesome. It might be a five star movie now. I think I gave it four and a half before. A couple like minor nitpicky things, but. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of hype going into it, and I think that's maybe why I graded it. It's great, though. Like, yeah. Uh, what's what's his fucking name? Bill Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. He's so good as Pennywise. Have they confirmed any of the adult cast yet? Yeah, dude. Three of them are already. Confirmed. Bill Hader is he confirmed? I well, maybe not confirmed. I saw that he was in talks. Chastain and James McAvoy. It's- Chastain is confirmed. Oh yeah. And then James McAvoy was going to play the main kid. And then Bill Hader was going to play uh, Finn? Richie. Who's Finn? Finn, Finn yeah, Wolfhard. Finn. Is that his name? Finn Wolfhard? Finn, yeah. yeah. He played Richie. Okay. So that's who Bill Hader is like. Makes sense. Potentially going to play. Nice. Yeah, that's slated for a uh, uh, 2019 release. Is the same director doing it? Yeah. Nice. Machetti or whatever is signed on again. Different screenwriters, though, I think. Hmm. Anyway, I think that's all I watched. I didn't watch any Dragon Ball Z, so I don't have oh, a come on, DBZ man. Power Hour. Bummer. Yeah. I thought maybe we would have made it to a new saga. No, I just... What's I, next? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish the Frieza saga. <clears throat> I, I, I started re-watching Dragon Ball Z in college. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of like saving money and time, I think I'm going to skip to the cell games. Yeah. Cause that's how far I got when I tried rewatching in college. So I don't need to watch the whole Android saga again Boo. or the first part. Boo is the last. Uh, oh, Boo's last. That's after cell. Oh. So I think I'm just going to skip seasons three and four and go straight to five, which I think is the cell games. Yeah. Just cause I mean, there's so many episodes and I haven't been watching it like, it's like $6 a month, and I'm only using it for Dragon Ball Z, so like, <laughs> I should probably skip around a little bit. Uh, best show ever, though. Travis? You wanna- sure. Um, I watched Christine. Is that a first-time watch? First-time watch. Starts out a little slow, but then it picks up, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It really goes out with a bang. Yes. You've seen it? Because the engine backfires? What? No. <laughs> But anyways, Sarah saw it. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. 
Oh, wait. Oh, no, not that Christine. I'm talking about the, the one the from Kong the 80s. The movie, John Carpenter. I get what you're saying. Ouch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Tom was two steps ahead of us. We just couldn't get there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, it starts out a little slow, and then... It turns into like basically a slasher movie, but mm. the sl- the slasher or the monster is the car. No, the score's awesome. It looks awesome. Uh, the effects are awesome. Like the there's this part where the car basically like rebuilds itself, and it looks like seamless, but it's all like practical effects because it was done in the eighties. Yeah, John Carpenter loves it's practical crazy effects, it, but it's it's like crazy how like it, that. I, I would assume like most movies back in the day who who would try and do that, it would look god awful, but it looks amazing. I've never actually seen it. I want to. I own it. it. Where did you, so okay? So is that how you watched it? Baby blue, baby blue, baby shit. blue. All right. When when I finish uh, with the bullshit, I I'm not gonna borrow any more shit from you until I like yeah. watch Little Children and is that it? I think I just back, Little Children uh, and I gave back something else. Is it just Little Children? Well, I gave back something to you. Yeah, you gave me the mechanic, and that was the only. Oh, and the the Dare and Aronofsky yeah. ones, right? Yeah, I think Little Children is the only one I have left. Isn't I it? I think so too. Okay, yeah. I'll watch that, and then I'll, I'll get yeah. some other stuff. But yeah, it's cool how like the movie is basically just about like how you shouldn't get obsessed with like material items. So mm-hmm. like this this kid gets this car, and then like he obsesses over it, but like no one else really understands the obsession of it. And then like, but he's also like kind of like a, a nerd or an outcast. Mm-hmm. So, like, this car just, like, goes on a killing spree. <laughs> but he, like, defends it, and, I don't know, it, like, turns... He defends the car? Yeah. Because it's, it's his car, and mm-hmm. he loves it, but no one else does. <laughs> this movie sounds uh, kind of bad. Well, no, it has, like, every making of a, of a bad movie, but I loved it. It's John Carpenter. Towards, He's the man, yeah. man. It picks so. up steam. I would say like the first 20 or 30 minutes, I was like, I don't know about this. But then once it starts getting into the car stuff, it's, it's good. It's got a good ending, too. All right. Yeah. Speaking of John Carpenter, I know you've seen it, but have you seen uh, that Halloween teaser poster that came out? Mm-mm. It's the lock screen on my phone. Get ready. Yeah, check it out. Ooh. What this? A new a reboot or something? Yeah. It's, uh, we, didn't we talk about this? Um it's being directed by David Gordon Green, who did uh, Prince Avalanche, Pineapple Express, George Washington, Manglehorn. Everything. Yeah, he's made a Joe. lot of movies. And he's right, he wrote the screenplay with Danny McBride. Oh. And those two guys are rebooting Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Mm. Uh, John Carpenter is on as a producer. And I think he's still doing the score. Last I, think I so heard. so too, yeah. Um, comes out end of this year but they uh they're ignoring all of the sequels including halloween 2 okay right or, or are they counting halloween 2 i th- thought the first two were canon and then so maybe they're count their i think it picks up after the second one so anyway in the first halloween you know how he takes uh the the coat hanger wire to the eye yeah some nerds on like reddit or bloody disgusting or something lightened up that image and he only has one eye so like they like Oh. Stayed true to it there. Fucking nerds. I'm nice. fucking hyped on that. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to mention that. Um, got a couple rewatches. I uh, rewatched Righteous Kill. It's a bad movie. 
Okay. Is that? I don't a, know why I rewatched it. Is that Antoine Fuquay? No. Or David Ayer? One of those two Jeronis? No. It's John Avnet, who also did Fried Green Tomatoes, Eighty Eight Minutes. Is that the one with De Niro and, and Pacino? Yeah. It's like the most generic like thriller cop crime drama movie Why you you've ever seen you're an addict i bought it for like three dollars on blu-ray back in the day and i've been trying to watch movies like my movies that i haven't watched so mm-hmm. that was one of them and it's, it's got to go it's got to get out of my collection <laughs> so except carlo gacino is pretty hot in it she's yeah she she was in Wretched gerald's game right? There's, what she was in gerald's game right yeah 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 so that that blu-ray might be worth owning for like the 10 second scene of <laughs> just kidding keep it no. in the collection <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh i rewatched taken which so okay okay taken when i watched it back in the day i don't think i was uh as fully developed yeah <laughs> not as intelligent as i am now because i thought that movie was awesome when i first saw it mm-hmm. that movie is awful <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was always awful. Like, but people like that movie. People still like it. But I remember like everyone saying like, "Oh, Taken is badass, badass when movie. it came out," but it's not. Like, maybe it was in two thousand eight, but like maybe I've seen a bunch of action movies since then. I've just like yeah tanked it for me. But like the plot is bad. Like the way Liam Neeson's character is is so like. 180, and I think that's kind of the point because he's like the super sweet, caring dad, but then he's like also like the biggest badass on earth Mm -hmm. but like just some of the stuff that he gets into (laughs) (laughs) like at the start when he's like i don't know he almost acts like his daughter's like six years old but she's like 17 or 20 or something and like i don't know it's it's really bad um i mean people only remember that movie for the particular set of skills line you know like that's just become a pop culture reference but even that that line like it's not even that cool people just blew it up yeah i never it became a meme and yeah yeah it's pretty cool it was cool in 2008 yeah it's not a bad scene it's kind of it's kind of badass but it's not like anything amazing yeah but it's also kind of corny because that like he's like i don't know like right before that he's like talking to his daughter and he's like they're gonna take you and soon you'll be taken yeah (laughs) (laughs) you guys remember the scene when he just gets out of the car and like blocks a whole like line of traffic to go chase after that guy at the airport no like you would be in like so much trouble for causing that much Uh, of a like ruckus but like he just like no perfectly fine (laughs) i don't know but i'm glad that someone has finally rewatched this film to confirm that it is in fact bad yeah so i don't have to do it myself yeah (laughs) even like the memorable action stuff that i remember digging back in the day like it either just doesn't hold a candle to john wick yeah or like or the raid or or raid 2 like i don't know i feel like all these movies have just spoiled any like lesser action movies Mm -hmm. from the past but yeah taken sucks (laughs) (laughs) right on uh, I also watched Black Sheep, which is not very good either. Um, it's mainly just like a vehicle for Chris Farley to just get in a bunch of shenanigans. Yeah, pretty much. There's mm-hmm. a couple good scenes. There's the football scene near near the start where he's playing football with a bunch of kids, and he like obviously thinks he's better than them all and is like running circles around them, and mm-hmm. obviously because he's like twice their size. <laughs> And then the the cop car seed towards the end is pretty awesome. When like the nitrous leaks into the car and they get pulled over 
You guys remember that? Or no, no, not um, really. I think I usually watch Black Sheep like back to back with with Tommy Boy. With Tommy Boy, and Tommy Boy is better. For Tommy me. Yeah. Boy is superior. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the horror movie called Black Sheep? Mm-mm. Dude, it's about killer sheep. It was made in New Zealand. <laughs> it's so good. It's hilarious. It's yeah. It's about killer sheep. So it's about these people who go to New Zealand and there's like some sort of science experiment gone wrong or something. And yeah, the sheep just fucking kill people. What year is this from? Is it possessed by Probably, Satan? It was like mid two thousands. No, it's not a. It's just like a science experiment gone wrong. It's super fun. It's really funny too. It's not like one of those so bad it's good horror movies like mm-hmm. it's it's self-aware it knows that it's goofy you know nice it's hilarious though <laughs> so i'm pretty sure someone gets his dick bit off by a sheep nice it's pretty good Classic. any movie where a dick gets bitten off is <laughs> <laughs> the apex of been a lot of film. dick dick removal references on this show in the last couple oh, of speaking episodes. of that i did watch the the, <laughs> the, the robocop yeah yeah so was that fake or was that just like it's, something that someone made it's a, like yeah it's like a there's a company i guess who does like full-on remakes of movies but like their production quality is pretty decent so they turn that scene into just like the most ridiculous scene ever it's pretty funny though right yeah there's like <laughs> instead of one dick getting shot off it's like, it's like a dozen dicks. or something <laughs> but you actually see the dick and you see it like get mangled and yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> i watched uh heavy metal that animated movie is that a first time watch well this is a movie that my dad used to watch back in the day and i think it was maybe a movie he didn't want us to watch or i saw parts of it but i would consider it a first time watch but this movie's pretty awesome it's something that would never get made today like it's very like it's very dated like there's a lot of crude stuff that just like would not be okay in this day and age. <laughs> but um, it's basically like a collection of tales. So like this like little orb thing like terrorizes this girl and like he's like telling her all this story. So then it's like all these collection of stories that you just watch. But one of them was had to have been like a huge influence on the fifth element. I didn't like go fact check this at all. But like there's there's a story within heavy metal where there's like a taxi driver in like this futuristic world where there's like flying cars and then like this alien woman, she's like a beautiful alien woman comes to this earth or whatever. And then he's like protecting her. And it's like, it's, it's Lots so the fifth, the fifth element, element. like the, the look of it, like the character. I mean, it's like everything is the fifth element, but I didn't actually go like confirm it. And then I was thinking this movie ripped off fifth element, but this came out in like 81 yeah. and then, uh, Fifth Element was like 95, 95 or something. Yeah. So, oh, I recognize this robot. This yeah. robot lady. Mm-hmm. It's got a killer rock soundtrack, too. It's pretty sweet. All right. I've never seen Heavy Metal, but I have seen Heavy Metal 2000. Oh, yeah. Because uh, my dad uh, used to work for uh, a company that would get like... Um, advance like like rental copies of stuff that yeah. they could just give out so he got heavy metal 2000 and i watched it and there was a part where like a lady takes a shower you know so i was like oh yeah well yeah and there's made it boobies there's like, a <laughs> there's a, a couple scenes of nudity in this but the the fifth element story like it finally gets to nighttime and she's like can i sleep with you and then it turns into just like this random sex scene but she just like <laughs> met him that night <laughs> you would never see that in a movie these days 
And the animation's really cool. Like, just the... I've heard it's good. Yeah. I've seen that South Park episode where uh, Kenny, like, sniffs the uh, cat piss. Like, they, they like the territorial cat thing where they, they call it cheesing. Oh, yeah. Remember that episode where they, like, sniff cat pee? Uh, when he when he gets high, they go into, like, a heavy metal-inspired oh, okay. like, world. But, yeah, this was a pretty big deal. Like, I think Ivan Reitman was a producer on it. And, like, this was, like, part of a, I think, like, a rock magazine. Like, it was, like a comic strip in there and then they turned it into a movie and Dan O'Bannon wrote some of the comics. It's the alien guy, right? Yeah. He was the guy who worked with John Carpenter and then John Carpenter finally was like, get fucked. <laughs> Doing my own thing. <laughs> um, let's see. That's all I have to say about that. Um, oh, I rewatched Cyrus. Awesome movie. I don't know that. It's a Duplass Brothers joint. Mm. With Jonah Hill and John C. Riley. Okay. You've never seen that? Mm-mm. Marissa Tomei? John C. Riley is... Or no, Jonah Hill is Cyrus. Yeah. And he's like a man-child, right? It's like the... Yeah, but it's... I don't know. It's it's kind of a, like a relationship you don't really see on screen. He's like just been like over-nurtured by his mom. So they have this like weird relationship that you wouldn't normally see. But like obviously the dad's like not in the picture and they've just become like best friends and like... but. It's almost like to a weird level where like they're like wrestling around and like super like affectionate and stuff. But it's like this 27 year old kid and then his mom. Um, But just like the dichotomy between like John C. Riley and Jonah Hill, like how John C. Riley basically invades, you know, their like little perfect Mm -hmm. situation. And uh, there was a scene in this movie that heavily reminded me of you, Matt. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> so when, it's at the start when they're at the party. So Catherine Keener and it's a... Uh, what's his name? It's some actor who looks like uh, Louis C.K., but I can't think of his name. Looks like Louis C.K. that looks like Louis C.K.? Anyways, he's uh, Catherine Keener's like, new fiancé or husband or whatever, and they like drag John C. Riley to the party, and John C. Riley is Catherine Keener's ex. Okay. So they he needs to get out of the house. They like drag him to this party because all he does is like sit at home in sweatpants and just you know hang out by himself. Um, so he's at this party and he's like not really fitting in. It's Matt Walsh. Okay, yeah. That's who it is? Oh, he does kind of look like Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so John C. Riley doesn't really fit in. He's not really having a great time. But then he ends up he gets a few drinks in him and then he, he talks to Marissa Tomei and then there's a, I forget what song it is, but it's like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what song it is, but anyway, so he gets super stoked. He's like, Oh, this is my song. We got to go. We got to go dance to it. So he's like running up the stairs. He's like dance party. And then he like goes <laughs> into the room and he's like using his beer as a mic and he's getting all stoked and everyone else is just like standing around, like not into it. But then uh, that does sound like Matt. Yeah. Marissa Tomei joins in and then everyone starts to join in. But it just reminded me of like you at one of your parties. <laughs> Pretty was sure it Stained that, that came on? Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say. Or you just hear a song and it's like, this is now the focus yes, of my Yes, this attention. is what's happening. <laughs> Pretty sure I played that Stained song twice because I missed like the first half of the first time or something Yeah, like we that. played it yeah. twice. Back to back. Hell yeah. But yeah, no, it's a funny movie and um, yeah, you just don't see that kind of relationship on screen much. And then I also really like 
the part when Jonah Hill finally shows John C. Riley his music. And it's like remember. super experimental, like electronic music. And he's like super stone faced <laughs> looking at John C. Riley while he's playing it. <laughs> and he's got this huge, like elaborate setup in the living room. It's awesome. I need to watch that again. I yeah. saw it like right around when it came out, probably like 2010, 2011. Yeah. I remember seeing it back in the day, but. I don't think I had watched like a lot of indie movies then, so I was kind of disappointed by it. Like I was expecting something like Step Brothers or something. Right, right. But now, like I loved it and thought it was a lot funnier than the first time. <laughs> That's probably my favorite movie that they've directed together. Yeah. When was the last time they directed a movie together? It's been a while. I think Jeff, who lives, or no, they did the the Dodeca Pentathlon or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure. And then also, uh, John C. Riley is just like one of the best actors. Oh yeah, as far as like comedy drama doesn't matter, he can do it all. Yeah. The last movie they directed was the Dodeca Pentathlon in 2012. Oh okay. So they did Cyrus, Jeff, who lives at home, Dodeca Pentathlon, and then they did Togetherness. They've been doing a lot of TV stuff lately, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But they also did. You have have you seen Baghead? Mm mm. It's like a about Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf? No. Oh, right. I forgot that he did that. Um, no, it's like a, it's got Greta Gerwig in it. Um, it's kind of like a horror comedy. Like these actors like go out to this cabin to like work on a screenplay. And then there's these like people, they like wear bags on their heads. And it's just like, it's, it's kind of neat. It's not a great movie, but it's pretty entertaining. They've made some good shit. All right. You guys have anything? I, I got, mean, I got my Rotten Tomatoes thing. I got two. Go ahead. I watched High Fidelity. Ooh. I saw that for the first time <clears> maybe like six years ago or something. I loved it the second time. I loved this movie. I thought it was See, I, I loved it the first time I watched it, but I haven't rewatched it. It's been a while, but... Yeah. Uh, the music's obviously great. Yeah. John Cusack is perfect for the role. Actually, the whole cast is great. Jack Black. Jack Black's breakout... <laughs> He is so funny in this movie. Uh, just like, you know, twirling around the music store and everything, showing up late. He's yeah. great. Uh, and um, the top five thing that they're doing throughout the whole movie. I don't know. It's just, it's a real feel good, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's sad. It's it's great. It's perfect. It's like, the it's kind of like nostalgic too. Cause like, Oh, it's totally. We don't, you don't have like a music store to really no, go to. I these. couldn't believe this movie was made in 2000 and it wasn't supposed to be set like in a different time. Period. Oh yeah. I thought it was supposed to be set in like 1992. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I loved it. It's a perfect like rainy day, kind of like lazy afternoon movie. Yeah. Is it on? It's on Netflix, right? No, I think maybe it used to be. Oh. We had to stream it on Amazon. We oh. had to pay for it. Um, and then I want Matt to hear this one because we've been talking about this movie. I watched The Thin Red Line. Oh, you finally did. And huh? yeah, I loved it. Okay. Yeah. I still need to see this. John C. Riley's in it. And he's great. George Clooney is no, in No, he has a very small role. Uh, there are so many big name actors in yeah. this movie. And some of them, like George Clooney, have about barely three minutes. <laughs> I do not get why they're in this movie. Uh, but Terrence Malick does his thing. You know, he's so distinct. 
Um, what I really like this movie compared to other war movies because you know most war movies end with the climactic battle scene. This one puts it right in the middle. So there's a big rise and then kind of a big fall from the major experience of the film, the major event. And I think, I mean, it's obviously intentional. Malik's trying to show, you know, the horrors of war. And even if you win the battle, not everybody's coming out of it, you know, in, in great shape. Uh, so you follow like a cast of characters and, um, you know, Jim Caviezel's supposedly the main character, but really there's three or four that you could call main characters. No. Um, and you get to get inside the heads of a few of them. They'll do like a over-the-top dialogue from their their inner thoughts, um, which is cool. But it's beautiful. It's, it's so well shot. Uh, there's like so many scenes of them going up this hill in the South Pacific where the wind is just blowing this long grass mm-hmm. kind of uphill and it looks absolutely oh, mesmerizing. <laughs> and like the camera's panning backward through the, the grass as the guys are army crawling through it and stuff. Yeah, it was suspenseful. Like even from just like a war movie perspective, it was really suspenseful. It's good. And, yeah, and, the war and um, good. yeah, the the battles are, are good. Uh, but it's his whole it's his whole his whole deal, his whole introspective what is life kind of and he never tells you, he just shows you images. Yeah. You know, and it just conveys things to you. So I I've, I thought it was really affecting. It is long. It does carry on. It's about three hours. <laughs> yeah, most most big World War Two movies though are yeah. two and a half to three hours yeah. long, you know. Yeah. But it's great. Everybody should watch it. Um, yeah, get on, Travis. Nick Nolte in particular is maybe really uh, good in this movie. Yeah, great. <laughs> maybe I'll use that to break in my new TV. Yeah, you'll let me borrow it. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Cool. That's it for me. I yeah. only have one thing, and it's the Rotten Tomatoes thing, so I can go oh, last. Okay. Um, let's see. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Okay, I'll bring up one last thing. So I watched Body of Evidence. Hmm. Is that the oh no body of lies is the DiCaprio one right yeah what's body of evidence it's that like murder mystery movie with Madonna and Willem Dafoe what it's very steamy <laughs> Madonna and Willem Dafoe is this like an eighties movie or uh, nineteen ninety three nineties okay I think this is considered a bad movie. <laughs> And I actually kind of liked it, <laughs> but mainly for the steaminess. <laughs> yeah, Willem's wiry body. Um, well, no, yeah, it, it, it's got like a, a good look to it. Like the, couple of athletes. It's well shot. <laughs> the, the murder mystery aspect is kind of lame. Like the whole plot of it's kind of lame. But uh-huh. like there's a couple scenes in it that are just, oh, man. <laughs> And you do get to see. I don't know if this is because Socks it was right just off. in HD, but there's a there's an extended sequence of Madonna and Willem Dafoe having sex, mm-hmm. and it's like a infamous scene where she like pours hot candle wax on him and stuff. But most of the the sex is going on like behind a silhouette, like a, like a drape of some sort. Great, but maybe not in HD. You couldn't see his dong, but in HD you can see HD his dong, dong dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> And it's like definitely one of those where it's like simulated sex and you can just see his dong just hanging out, like not actually up in there. <laughs> wow. Oh, I was awesome. I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, 
There's his dick. I they didn't catch that on the remaster. <laughs> yeah, you would think. Know, right? I mean, at that point, what can you really do? Like, I don't know. You gotta retain the integrity of the original the cut of the film, you know? Yeah, but it, yeah, I guess you would call that a blooper <laughs> or a goof. <laughs> Bit of a goof. And then there's a, a scene in a, uh, what's it called? Like a parking garage. Very steamy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen in a parking garage, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like clearest day as far as what's going on. <laughs> I'll, uh, that'll be a little tease for anyone who watches Bob's and checks it out. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. I liked it. <laughs> Excuse me. I think there's a hair on your, your belly. Let me just examine it really quick. <laughs> Some right. DNA. That was your last one? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I lost the Rotten Tomatoes game a month ago. So I watched Sophie's Choice, which is Tom's pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was good. Um, I thought the performances were really good. Meryl Streep is incredible in it. Kevin Klein is really good in it. He kind of plays this like kind of bipolar, alcoholic, kind of obsessive, yeah. romantic... He was really good. I wasn't a huge fan of like the actor who plays like the writer who kind of narrates a lot of the movie. Yeah, he was fine, but it's kind of like a love triangle type situation. Um, pretty slow to start off with. Um, I remember it being boring. Once she start, once it like you don't really Beryl Streep doesn't really talk about her experience in the Holocaust like in Auschwitz until like halfway into the movie. And uh, it didn't make me cry. Like, you guys know how easy it is to make me cry. And I think it's because it was just too horrifying, you know? It was like, there's a difference between, like, sad and just, like, depressing. Yeah. This was just like, fuck. Like, that So was the choice what you thought it was? Um. Yeah. I mean, I knew that she had to make a... I honestly I didn't know it was a Holocaust movie until oh, okay. I didn't know it was a Holocaust movie. Until yeah, but I knew she had to make it. a choice between her children. So like, yeah. when that when that was gonna happen, I was like, oh okay, well I know what's gonna happen. Doesn't she make it pretty quickly? No, oh she doesn't. Uh uh-uh. uh They she they basically he basically says uh, if you don't make a choice, we're gonna take away both of your children. And it yeah. wasn't until they were already in the process of taking both of them away that she made a decision. Yeah. But it was pretty, it was like tough to watch, but it was just one of those things where you're just like, oh God, you know, it wasn't like sad. It was just too, I mean, it is sad, but like my, the, the emotion that was at the forefront was like disgust and horror as opposed to just like, it's not, yeah. I thought it was going to be like a weepy it wasn't at all. Like I, I, you had to watch this on your own time, Matt. You were, you were too invested into video games. You had video games on the mind. Yeah, he was. He was Jones into play some PUBG or Fortnite Uh-oh. during his viewing of Sophie's Choice. Well, I was already that's making not the plans right way to do it. No, but I, I was focused the whole time. I was just. He said you had twenty more minutes of this bullshit before we could <laughs> well, play. You know, <laughs> how I am. truth no, will I know. out. <laughs> It was pretty good. It's like a four-star movie, you know. Oh, okay. It's totally worth seeing. The performances are great. It's probably the best Meryl Streep performance I've seen. It's like she's always good, but I've never been like, "Whoa, Meryl Streep." Your Street, tone isn't. You know what I mean? Your tone isn't matching your endorsement. Four stars, best performance. Come on, dude. 
talk yeah about. but the movie itself was just kind of whatever i'm not like i like meryl street but i've never like seen her in a movie and been like blown away by it yeah she's really good in adaptation actually that's probably my favorite meryl street performance but anyway sophie choice was good i'm glad i watched it now i get you know can more fully understand the cultural references when people joking now you say, can make like, that oh, joke real yeah. sophie's choice huh like <laughs> uh all right anything else before we uh Get into this week's installment of the Rotten Tomatoes game. How long did we uh, go on this we're one? We're at an uh, hour and 40. Nice. We were able to... Perfect. Stretch it out a bit. a little, yeah. <laughs> uh, little bit of juice out of that orange pulp. <laughs> um, All right, here we go. So it's Travis's turn yep. this week. And so Tom has borrowed Paris, Texas for about a month now, and I want it back, so... It's been more than a month. Okay. Yeah, it's been a couple yeah. months. Yeah, okay. And he has the Raid 2 for over a year now. We'll get to that at another time. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm making one of them watch Paris, Texas this week. Because I own it. And then Tom has Travis's copy. I'm going to watch Paris, Texas. Regardless? Very soon. Well, you're going to have to in the next two weeks if you lose. Well, I don't lose very much at this game. Okay. Let's get into it then. So, Tom guessed 85%. Matt... Went Safe with choice. a perfect score of 100%. I did check this earlier, and Matt nailed it on the fucking head. Ah! Of course Paris, Texas is 100%, because it's amazing. <laughs> Tell That's... Andrew to get fucked. Okay. Andrew, if, if you're, you're listening, listening. <laughs> watch it again. <laughs> okay, two so, weeks. You got to watch it now. This is perfect. Now I can tell Sarah we don't have a choice. We I feel have. like she'll like it. I don't really know. I don't, I've not heard it's boring. She just gets weirdly stubborn sometimes. Yeah. Oh, just wait till those visuals hit her hit her eyes. Dude, Especially on that 4K? TV. Oh, no my one, God. She doesn't care about visuals. What? That's why yeah, I watch I movies, man. She cares about characters and emotion and relationships. Okay, well, there's some of that near the end, so just tell her to sit tight. We watched the trailer. <laughs> we watched the trailer. I was like... <laughs> I was like, okay, Andrew said it's kind of boring. Let's just at least watch the trailer. We put it on. Trailer's boring. I could imagine this tra- <laughs> a trailer to this movie being awful. It's a movie you really got to just like mm. let it do its thing. Yeah. But the visuals will keep you going for okay. sure. All right. Kept me going. Well, they did in the thin red line, so. There you go. Works for me. I'll probably, st- I'll- I think I'll probably try and watch it too. I want to watch it. <laughs> I'll I'll watch my copy and let you borrow <laughs> yeah. my copy hey, of Matt, it. Can I borrow? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it uh, for this week's episode. Um, next time, the Revengers. The Revengers, Infinity Thor. Oh shoot! Wait, 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 wait. In- Infinity Thor. Infinity Thor. Uh, huge. Ha- Are we gonna have like one day to watch this? No, it comes out in the off week. It comes out next weekend. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Anyone have plans to see it yet? Tickets? Nah. Negative. I don't need to see it like in IMAX or like. I have to. Why? I'm going to Pacific Science Center if anyone wants to join me. Where are you trying to go? Cinefilesdigest at (laughs) gmail.com. Hit us up. We'll send you the itinerary. (laughs) Um, What? Yeah. Did you buy your ticket yet? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. But Science Center, huh? I'm just not that excited. You know, movie pass doesn't work there, right? Yeah. I'm so you want to like see it on that screen to just like pump yourself up? As you much know. as I can, yeah. All mm. right. All right. 
Well, no, it's it's gonna be the full deal, real deal, holy yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, fully filmed in IMAX. I, I don't think it. it's gonna be that great. This movie, you I'm don't? pretty excited. Yeah, people are hyped. What I'm else? just excited to see because it's been building. Everything has been building toward this forever. Like even like Age of Ultron and shit. Everything has been building toward Thanos. Did I say that weird? Thanos. You, you said it really weird. <laughs> Thanos. But this ain't the end, right? I mean, there's gonna be more bullshit after this. Oh well, yeah, they're gonna keep going. They're gonna do like Planet Hulk and all that. It's gonna be, but still like another infinity war-esque one in a, f- a few in years, years. But yeah. they've been building this shit for like 10 years now i know but i just at this point i just don't really care fair enough you know but we're also going to be seeing you were never really here i'm seeing which that. we're gonna try and squeeze in for this episode tomorrow. but didn't hork yeah i might see it tomorrow might see it tomorrow. regal meridian hit me up yeah, actually, that's perfect because we're gonna have a really gaudy brunch tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We have some gift cards to uh, Fancy Steakhouse in South Lake Union. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna get their like Oscar Benedict, Ooh. which is a steak Oscar Benedict. Wow, it's <laughs> oh, like God. thirty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bougie, dude. I anyway, we'll be down there. We can go to Regal Meridian afterward. I saw this amazing mashup on Facebook where it was a. Like a mix up between like grilled cheese and tomato soup and like a uh, eggs benedict. So mm-hmm. it was a grilled cheese sandwich with like an egg and then tomato soup hollandaise. That mm. sounds pretty amazing. I've seen a tomato like hollandaise a, before. Like a blended tomato. Okay. Yeah. But with a grilled cheese good. sandwich as like the, the instead bread, of an English muffin. That's like, pretty That killer. does sound pretty. Sounds dope. like something I'd like to heat up in a cast iron pan. <laughs> Just eat it right out of there. Oh, yeah. The poached egg. What's the, what's the other? There's something. Oh, disobedience. I'm I'm kind of excited. What is that? Yeah. That's the the one with uh, Rachel Vice and uh, Rachel McAdams. It's like a forbidden love type situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, steamy, steamy, dude. Oh yeah, lots of making it? out. Uh, parking garage. What parking garage? Steamy scene. Huh? In the parking garage. Oh, <laughs> yeah! You guys want me to show you? I think someone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna demo the Steam. Uh, Sebastian Lelio. What about that other um, that Who's other horror movie guy? that is? Oh, out? a Fantastic Woman. It's uh, it's that director's new movie already. Oh, oh yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a horror movie coming out right now. Ghost Stories. He oh, was just I, I, about I just that. saw it's a it's an anthology. Okay. Yeah, I just I, it was on uh, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. It's got pretty good reviews so far. Yeah. Are we having any guests on next week's show? Uh, I think not going to play our cards, but I think we might have a host of another uh, local podcast. Host of a potential color. Potentially. Cross pollination going on. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. We might get one other person on the show. We'll see. We don't really have any friends who are like super into the Marvel movies. So. Nope. You we'll guys, see what you guys are it. <laughs> <laughs> Reluctantly, we're all in it together. Uh, um, well, semi reluctant. I got one foot in, one foot out. Dude, this uh, Sebastian Lelio guy, he already has another movie coming down the pipe this year. Damn. It's got Julianne Moore, Michael Sarah, Sean Astin, John Torturo. This guy's working now. Workaholic. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, send us an email. Cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We'll be back soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care. Later.